0: Amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo. Hello and welcome to episode six of season three of the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars. Our amiga Kylie is swinging a big cat around a Las Vegas hotel room so we had to find a member of the community whose accent brings a commensurate level of sexy. The man we selected for your listening pleasure is the one and only FBL stag. Welcome along young Turk.
1: (laughs) Hello everybody. Thanks for having me on again
0: guys. Great to be here. Listen, I'm like your dad, so it's my job to embarrass you, Stag, at every possible <laughs> opportunity. <okay>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, welcome, Mersey. How are you doing, buddy? Good to have you guys. Yeah, good, man. Good, good. We're, we're good just started, off. Uh, I mean, it was off. a
2: nice break. It was a nice break. Yeah. but now looking forward to football starting again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting getting back into it again. Uh so um as as is our um as our usual technique basically on the game week, we come to the manager who did best in the last game week. So Stag, um you I believe are our top scorer from the last game week. You got fifty eight points, I believe. So uh, tell us how you did it. Yeah,
1: 58 points in the Battle for Mediocrity. That gets me a game-week rank of just under 3 million. But better better than you guys, so here we are. Um, Yeah, Yeah. how did I get there? Pretty much double Liverpool defence in that I have Adrian and Van Dijk. And then I had Kevin De Bruyne and... Sebastian Aller and then everything else is oh, I uh, Salah as well, but everyone has him. So pretty much then ones and twos across the board. So pretty mediocre, but I didn't take any hits. So
0: there we go. <laughs> your um, the your season isn't going good this season, same as myself. But the I'm just interested with your Adrian shout as it's your first podcast appearance of the season. Uh, to find out basically how things have gone. How did you end up with Adrian? Were you were you um were you an owner of uh, of his Brazilian? his Brazilian compatriot or did you just switch from another budget um, goalkeeper to him?
1: No, what actually happened was I started off the season with Ederson and I wildcarded ahead of game week three and then I just moved to Adrian since he was gonna be in for a few weeks alongside Pope and I'm just rotating them as I go. It's a bit of an issue now that he's taking up one of my three Liverpool slots. I wouldn't mind having a third slot at this point, but it was a good way to pick up the clean sheets or that I expected to come. I've got one so far. But the clean sheets I expected to come over that time. But Look, it's been one of those seasons where, as I was saying to you guys, like I'm ranked about 1.8 million right now. But I guess the difference between me and where I'd like to be is probably the gap between me and where I wanted to be after game week one, in that I had 63 points in game week one, where a lot of the Twitter community would have got around 90, 100. And to be honest, that 20, 30 point gap is about where I'd have wanted to be after four game weeks. So I'm not losing much sleep. The gap isn't big, but it is a hard season to differentiate. So doing okay so far.
0: Good stuff. And, uh, Marzi, tell us about your game week four. How did you get on? Long way back to remember, I know. Yeah, yeah. 56
2: minus four. You like the minus four, don't you, Don? Um, Yeah. And, um, yes, so, well, my minus four was to bring De Bruyne in. So, paid off without even looking at it, to be honest. Um, It was for Mora. I can't even remember who I took out. That's how long ago it was. Um, Let me see. Who did I take out? Um. Oh, Montoya. Montoya for... And I brought Rico in just as a makeshift um, number. So, yeah, so De Bruyne 13, our captain Sterling, I had Salah, Kane, yeah, Liverpool defence, uh, Van Dijk, Dinian Zinchenko. Nothing amazing, nothing too bad. I was, I was fine with it. I was watching the London Derby, hoping for a bit more from... Um, from Harry, but it's, oh, the goal is a goal, and I, I want to touch on what um, Stagg said because it's really important. Like, it's really important not to get hung up about um, overall rank right now. Uh, I was talking to someone, um, uh, Aaron, from uh, from uh, the FBL community, and um, he, we were we were looking at. No, sorry, so yeah he knows someone that was uh, ten points less than me and they were 400 places back, right? So this this is how tight it is right now. 400,000. 400,000, 400, yeah. 400,000, sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. So it, this is how tight it is right now. So you can't really get so fixated about it. Of course, it hurts when you see a rank, an overall rank of 1.8 million. But it, to be honest, right now, it's more about how many points you have, as Stag mentioned, and how far away are you from like the 100,000. And I bet you're not that far, but it just sounds a lot. What, mm. I, it's, it's, what I do is I, it's exactly what I do also with the with the actual FBA, uh, the actual Premier League table. You really start taking it seriously after after Christmas because there's, the games come in thick and fast. Uh, teams start dropping off. The gap starts getting bigger. And in FBL, people start dropping off. You 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 go ahead of these guys that are not changing their teams. You know if and and, and, and then that's when you start seeing mini leagues shaping up. That's when you start seeing the OR. Of course, you want to keep keep with the pack you don't want to be too far be- behind but i wouldn't get too stuck on, on OR. that's that's my, that's my my take on it anyway yeah that's... what about you Don? i noticed that you're either come like you you're always second so we never have you, you you're like you never you're either sorry you're second or third so we've never come to you first next time i'll promise to come to you first even if you're lost so you you know because i don't i feel bad
0: I'm always first to you, anyway, Mersey. I know that deep down. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't good. It was uh, 42 points, 46 minus four. So um, I had uh, De Bruyne. I can't seem to nail my captain pick this this season. It's um, I seem to always when even when I had Salah, I downgraded him to Mane a couple of weeks ago. But the I can't seem to nail my captain pick between Sterling and Salah. Um and it's given me a bit of a bit of angst. But then at the end of the day, it's a good problem to have because you do want premium players who'll who will bring in good points and you know, hopefully the captain I'll start getting the right pick each week. Um but yeah, not basically De Bruyne, Salah, um De Bruyne Mane, um Sterling captain. Nobody else really did that and for me, Dignes, five points, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was a it was a poor game week. Um and You're I was gonna discuss
2: to see- your Maverick move. Are you going to discuss your Maverick move or are we going to move on from that?
0: What's my Maverick move now exactly? Bringing Mahrez in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fought, I that. For I, it was a little bit of, well, was, yeah, but he wasn't uh, He wasn't really the, the focus of my of my hip. But it was, but he, yeah, I brought in Mahrez. I had exactly the money to bring in at 8.5 and with the Man City fixtures, I like Marez when he plays, and it just felt like the ultimate kind of punt. And I said, why not? My, the rest well, of my he team... Started. Is he
2: started. Yeah, so. he did.
0: But he's, he's, every, whenever he plays, he comes close to scoring. And it just needs one of those just to go in. And it and looked he like did a genius. That he, in that
2: mm. game, he was actually involved in a lot of the... In, 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 in few of the goals. Just
0: yeah. No, I think... Pep uh, does like, like him. Yeah. And I think that with, with Sané's injury, I think he will get plenty of minutes. And with City's fixtures... David Silva was the way to go, really. I mean, um, he, he's probably going to play as much as Mares and he's been really involved. So, um, yeah, I fancy the Man City triple up in midfield, um, going without Kun. So, uh, it, did, it didn't work so far, but I'm going to keep him for now and we'll see how we go with that. But, yeah, it was a pretty much, it was a big punt. But the rest of my team is very template and I like to have I've Emerson in defence, who um, I have had him in now since my wildcard and same as Mares. They kind of feel like my kind of template busters, I guess. But um, I'm hoping we'll you know come. he's injured, right? I know, I know. But I've, I've got, I have uh, Mings on the bench, so I'm fairly happy with that one. He can come on for him in mean, for a week if it's only a week injury. Let's cover the early standings for the Three Amigos Classic League. The code for which is G- DJKKL9. And um, Marzi, I understand the window for that is closing fairly soon. Yeah, as soon as the game week starts, that's it. So
2: you've got a few days to join.
0: Yeah, so, so you This join up right away. DJKKL9. Um, top of the table at the moment is Izzy. Wheelie get one busy? I don't know why I always try to read these names tag, but uh, it works out very well. Christopher Marshall, he's top of the table, 95 points last game week, so brilliant. He's um he's up into first position. He's cracked the 300 point barrier already. Uh, FBL Mavericks, uh, Mav Brar's team second place, BK Typist, Typisk, uh, Saran Ishmal's team in 285, and Dominion 2000, Xander Cahill's team is on 278, and fifth place then is Kaz the marriage Mahesh Tapa's team. And sorry about me butchering your names there, folks, but um, I did my very best. Uh, so, Marzi, um, at this point of the podcast, of course, we have our Marzi's rant. Some people tell their woes to their significant other. Some people let out their angst to a psychiatrist, but Marzi instead has a rant on his FBL podcast. Marzi, unleash the beast.
2: Yeah, I want to apologize for uh, suggesting to get a premium in. I want to apologize for Captain and Kane. No, I don't. And if you think that I'm going to apologize for anything <laughs> I do, you are absolutely stupid and kidding yourself. And. Oh, anyway, that is not my main point. My, my main point, which I, w- which I also want to apologise for, is for the Italian FA, the Italian League, the people of Calgary, well, the racist people of Calgary, and the Inter Milan fan group that decided to write to Romulo Lukaku telling him it's okay for a human being to be insulted with, a mo- with monkey chants because it's banter, because this is what we do to put players off. I'm sorry, in what world are we living where this is okay? So it, so you're telling me it doesn't happen. The, the fact that they are trying to justify themselves just tells me how stupid, thick and ignorant these people are. And if the football buddies, the Italian buddy, the FIFA, everybody does not realize that there is an absolutely horrendous problem in Italy. Calgary fans have the, 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 that group of fans anyway. The ultras or whatever. And I'm not saying it's every single one of them. But they have now been they've done it three times. And funnily enough, it's to black players. Now, this is the ones that we know about because it was to teams like Juventus and Inter and that it's live on TV. I can only imagine what it is for some African player in a team that is not on TV. Now, we are, in a, we are now in, 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 a, in the century where there is recognition cameras everywhere. People say, what do you do? Oh, you can't just ban. Yes, you can ban them. You start by banning those people. You, you, you know where people sit. And if, the, if you don't, you can actually you can use for, uh, face recognition ban them, shame them, get them out, then ban the club, duck them points, relegate them until they sort it out. But I don't care if in, the, in, in their society it's OK, but on, on our TVs and in the football, and it shouldn't be OK, but there's something that they can do about it. Because believe me, and, and rightly so, if this was, uh, you know, uh, the English used to get it all the time when they were w- with the hooligans and, and even recently and w- whatever, they, they always seem to come hard on the, on the English fans and rightly so, if they deserve it. But why do the Italian these? Calgary fans and any other racist fans get away with it. It's absolutely not acceptable in this time mm. and age.
0: Yeah, no, you're right, Marzi. Of course, uh, it's ignorance and uh, ignorant, but it's it's a societal part, problem. As um, John Barnes, I know what he's he's done great work talking about racism in football and racism in society. I think a lot of it is the societal issue and the and but the football clubs have to have a responsibility for protecting the safety of players when they're on the pitch in their stadium. Absolutely. Would you have liked the if
2: he jumped in there? Would you have blamed Lukaku no, if you jumped no, no, in no, there no. And, and kicked the shit have out some,
0: one of them? You know, even, yeah, exactly. Some more of an incident. But I um, have no... Well said, Marcy. Um And on to your, your point there to do with people apologising, content creators, writers or podcasters who get puns wrong, whether they should feel they have to apologise. Get a life, please. If <laughs> and, but We're all just we're all just players and a stag stag, i know you'll agree with this we're just players who maybe put more time into the into the game or our research than than most joe soaps do but we're no better than anyone else and we get things wrong all the time and we're not going to apologize for it because it's only our opinion and everyone then makes their own decisions based on that Absolutely.
1: I guess just because we have Twitter accounts and maybe we're a little bit more accessible than your standard uh, pundit nap or whatever on the television, people seem to think that it's just a little bit more okay to uh, abuse the living daylights out of FPL pundits or whatever you want to call us on Twitter. Not cool.
0: Nope. Um, So, folks, let's move on to the big topic of the week. And uh, in this section of the show, we put aside some time to discuss the big talking points in our FPL community on Twitter. This week, there's been a lot of managers on their scheduled international break wildcard. Now, I know we covered off the wildcard earlier on in the season because there was a few people doing it, including myself and yourself, Stag, um, who don't even have our wildcard to play this week. But um, a lot of a lot of managers are on that wild card. So let's break down who we believe are key components of a well worked out wild card squad, and maybe some candidates who we think maybe traps or at best short term punts. So Stag, I'll come to you first on it. Um, maybe some players who you um. Who 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 you basically be building your wild card around if you were doing it right now? And even as a matter of interest, yeah, is there any players who will join that list or maybe have come off that list since you did your own wild card?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the key components of a wild card, as far as I'm concerned right now, are Mohamed Salah, Raheem Sterling, a Liverpool attacking defender. Probably Trent Alexander-Arnold, but I can understand having Rabo. And I can understand, to a lesser extent, having Van Dijk, but he doesn't really fit the attacking criteria. Lucas Dean and Pukki, Timo Um Salah, I think, is far, far, far superior to Sandy Mane in FPL. He's got the fifth of shots in the box in the whole entire division. That's the same as Aguero. Fifth are expected goals. Eighth are expected goals from open play. Of course, penalties playing their part in that. He's had a full rest over the international break. A lot of premium players cannot say the same. Um, Of course, Aguero can. And then he also has a better minutes per chance, minutes per chance in the box, etc. than Mane. Mane has a far worse expected goals per minute record um, than him. Mane's is worse than Joe Linton. It's worse than Daniel James's. I just take the quality chances and just believe that that's going to play its part over the course of a long season Uh, Raheem Sterling I don't even need to go into I think he's just by far and away the best talent in FPL this season The Liverpool attacking defender I think again speaks for itself after the experience we had last term but I guess when you talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold being second in the whole league just behind Kevin De Bruyne for chances created he's second for big chances created behind guess who and he has three assists already Look, Andy Robertson's there. He's zero point two cheaper. That might be the difference for you in squad building. Robertson is looking dangerous. nor near as dangerous as Trent Alexander Arnold, but dangerous and was very good all across last season. <laughs> Lucas Dean, I think, is just great value for his prices. He's having he has more had more shots than any defender in the league. He's second for chances created by all defenders, behind, of course, Trent. And he's had two assists already. I think that's only going to grow as the season goes on. He proved essential last term. And then Pookie purely even as a defensive tactic even if you believe that every goal he scored has been a fluke which it hasn't but if you do believe that at least you have to bring him in just to cover off all the managers that actually own him at this point his price has risen faster than any player in the game so far his ownership has spiked beyond belief amongst active players you can't ignore him
0: yeah no brilliant shell, sir it's actually funny because uh, Marzi, i'll come to you now on yours but yeah, a lot of the players there that Stag mentioned, other than Pookie, pretty much all them players were actually ones that we probably were punting to be the safer, better picks at the start of the season as well. Um and yeah. that's no that's a little on it because they just they have performed and you know, after four weeks they have still risen to the top, all all of those picks have. Um but have you got any other ones yeah. that you might want to add in well, as essentials?
2: I pretty sure uh, he missed the ginger Prince, no? Kevin De Bruyne? For me, he's an absolutely essential. I know I you think mentioned him in the
0: stats, but... Yeah, he might have yeah. just left that one for you, just being oh, nice. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He's been so on my for team me, every uh, week.
2: I, 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 I agree with Stag. However, if I'm on wildcard, Trent is a must. If you don't think and you're not worried about rotation, he is a must. Right now, there's no need to play clever and go with robot. I love Robot as a Liverpool fan, but there's no need. You can see already that Trent is, as we predicted has grown into that right-back, has grown into the Liverpool team, and he will be the best defender in the FBL this year. And it's actually one of the reasons that I even considered wildcard. But the reason I'm not doing it is because every player that he, that Stag just mentioned, I have. So for me, I was like, OK, do I want to do, uh, you know, do I want to look at my wildcard? How many changes would I make? OK, I would love to bring Trent in. But the rest, would, would OK, I took a couple of hits, but I've, uh, you know, it's fine. So, uh, and I agree with everything that he said. Now, obviously, with all these players, you need some fillers. <clears throat> and and that's where, uh, you know, you, you've got so many chances. so many options. You've got Cantwell, 4.7, an attacking field, a place for an attacking team. Uh, Lundström, at the moment, 4.1 or maybe 4.2. Uh, just now, uh, Genduzi, I would argue, is probably... As good an option as the Donca, so you've got two four point five midfielders that you can choose from. Because when you have all these names, see, we can throw names at you, but you need to fill the rest of your team with some with some fillers. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and you know, and if 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 you want to if you want to punt and you're not going premium forward, then you get on that train and you get on 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 Barnes next to the Pookie plane because they've got a really, really you know they've got a good good fixtures coming up and he seems to be the man. Again, there's yes at one stage Wood Wood will score, but there's no point to be clever about it right now. You know you hear a lot of those really great FBL players that consistently do well. They say it's boring. It's boring because you pick the obvious pick. Now of course if you want now if you're focusing on your mini league not on, on OR and you want to see what other players your mini league rivals have absolutely uh, as Stag said you play the percentage game sometimes, but in your mini. League, you look at the players that, the, uh, that your um, rivals have. Now, if you want to go Maverick and just say, right, I'm, you know, I just want to play my own game and have fun, absolutely. You, don't, you can go and pick different players. We're just saying, if you, right now, the stats that we have, the way that I the eye, um, test is telling us those are the players that are delivering. And it's no surprise, really. We've, just, we've, we've named basically half of Liverpool and half of Man City. It's the two teams sure. that are doing really well there's, there, there's no big surprises right now there will be players that will come you know if you want to be different look at somebody like Son because Son is back and he was he, he will he will deliver um, you, you've got you've got the Chelsea players after after the next two games they've got um, one away game then they've got Liverpool and then after that they've got a nice run and they, they are nicely priced as well if Abraham continues if Mount continues they're good prices Um. But, yeah, I think we've, we've given some good options. Obviously, if you want the premium forward to be different rather than being with the, just with the budget guys, obviously, we thought there's Hala and Abraham. For me, they are still. I want to see them doing it more. The reason we jumped on Puki is, as Stag mentioned, there's the percentage. And also, he was scoring in every game. Yeah, he blanked last game. Let's see what happens. Barnes is scoring in every game. Now, has just come back and he scored. Let's see what happens. Abraham scored. He did score against two championship te- de- defence, yeah? But it doesn't matter. They're still two races. So let's see what he does. There's obviously, you, you, you know, your, your trusted premium forwards like Aguero. He's on f- absolute fire and he's got some nice fixtures coming up. He didn't go to, on the international break. Yes, Jesus will come back. Yes, he will play. But Aguero, people argue, is a must. Um, Boomerang's got nice fixtures coming up. Is he going to, for me, I would watch, wait, I want to see if he's going to be playing on the left or more central because I think he's way more devastating as, as as a central player. But still, when Arsenal click, I imagine that front three will deliver a lot of goals. Um
0: just and to then, pause you on that, Marzi. I think the, it's a good discussion point is um, to do with the Arsenal forwards actually. A yeah. thing is obviously he's he's he is like the shiny toy. He's the one that you'd love to see on the top of your team. But Lacazette for, for me, value wise and performance wise, and playing that central role, I think I'd prefer to have Lacazette to be honest with you. Than I love Aubameyang.
2: Lacazette. But my issue with him is he gets injured all the time. Like he's he's always getting a niggle. Right? It, it happened every season. Last season was the same. Suddenly, like is missing. And actually, as a boomerang owner, you were happy because you knew he would play down the centre. He just seems to have these niggling injuries that makes him miss. And, and the fact that Emery just does not know his best team yet. I don't know how long it's going to take him because, like, I don't know. Just play those three up front and see what happens. Give them few games. I think they will end up there at some stage because he will just go, right. We're just going to have to score more than you, and play them, and uh, hope uh, onions and uh, Louise and the rest of the back, uh, you know, um, shut, shut up shop. But I I love Lacazette like as a finisher. He's probably one of the best I've seen. But my ish, and, and I agree with you, the value there you're saving nearly two million. But he's either rotated or injured.
1: Guys, dare I say that Pepe is the best option of all of Arsenal's attackers. <sighs> Sorry, not yeah, not to it. be not to be maverick or anything, but, but he's uh, having the he, attempts. He looks quite sharp, and I think his minutes are no longer to be res- no longer going to be restricted from now on. I felt like that was just a betting end period that he had to go through.
0: But we, yeah, we I think he's definitely he's explosive as Anton, but I think he's uh for, for finishing. I think he mightn't be he mightn't be quite mm. the finished article. In we need to see more from know. him. He's got a good listen. They've got good fixtures coming up. If he's if he
2: starts delivering and you're, you, then as I plan later on, when I need to wildcard. And he, if, he's, if, if he started getting the assists, getting the goals, um, I, I still think he's adjusting to the league. And you could see that against Liverpool. Like, you know, he, he, he had some good touches, some pace, but then he, I don't know, panicked, scuffed it, I don't know, in front of goal. So, mm. you know, OK, he got an assist, right? And to be honest, it looked like a missed, missed pass to me, but whatever, we're not going to get too technical. Let's see, for me, he's one to watch. You know, at 95 if you don't have KDB, he comes in first.
0: Then there's Yeah, Son. that's what I was going to say. Is he's basically a, he's competition. He's really competing for the place with KDB. You know, at nine point five. If he was eight point five, I think it would be a lot more. Um, he'd be a lot more attractive to me. Similarly to Son at Spurs, even. Um,
1: I was I was going to compare him to Son last season. If that was the case, if he was eight point five, yeah. it would be a no-brainer.
0: Yes. It would. Be. Yeah. Um, that five price Not sure about
1: tag, a
2: no-brainer, but definitely more. More enticing.
0: Well, I think if you know, but if he's playing, I mean, Arsenal the fixtures, he he did look really explosive. I do agree with Stagg. He, he looked explosive. He looked dangerous. He he looked like the um, kind of like a bombieang actually, to be honest, which had bundles of pace and defenders just didn't seem to. They hated the sight of him running at them. But he, but yeah, I'd probably wait and see on him and see if he, see if he starts Sometimes coming in with, with some of those
2: guys. You need to. Yes, they, they, so they, they first need the minutes, but he's, he's getting them. And then you need them to get that first goal. And sometimes it takes them a while. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take him a while. I'm just saying we need to wait and see. Does he continue? Is he going to continue getting chances? And then, yeah, absolutely. It's just for me, as we said, at his price right now, there's too many better options.
1: Just for what it's worth, guys, like he has already had the second most shots of any Arsenal player in the league this season, in spite of playing roughly 110 minutes less than he could have so far this term. He's getting the shots off. He was always a little wasteful at Lille as well. That was kind of what he was characterised as, I guess. He'd miss about half the shots he'd take, wouldn't even go on target, but... Mm -hmm. You know, he, he wasn't exactly one of the most efficient players, which I think differentiates him from Aubameyang, who's a little bit more sparing in his attempts and certainly has a very good efficiency. I wouldn't say that would be a thing about Nicola Pepe in previous seasons from yeah. anything I've read.
0: What you say is that um, Salah pretty much sounds a lot like that too. A lot yeah. of yeah. maybe not the most efficient. Came in at 9.5, I believe, as well, did he? Was it 9.5? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine, first?
2: Nine, 9 or 9.5. I think 9 and risen so quickly to 9.5, if I remember. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, no, like definitely, definitely. And um, those stats are, are interesting and duly it's noticed. Interesting.
2: That. You know, it, it, it's such an in- interesting stat because I watched most of the Arsenal games because I had Bo- Boomerang as captain. So I was watching that game where he came on, I think. Watched the, uh, sorry, no, I had Boomerang. Then I captained Boomerang against City, So I watched that game, watched them against Liverpool and watched the London derby. I don't remember going, oh, wow, that's a nice shot for I, I'm saying I think the stats are there, but I wonder how hard or efficient those shots were. Because you're saying there's shots on target, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember his chance against um, Adrian, and it wasn't a good shot. It was a shot on target. He should have done a lot better, and he should have scored. So I'm saying, yes, he's getting in the right places. He's getting shots, but maybe he's still, uh, like you said, uh, wasting chance. I just don't remember going... Because, you know, sometimes you watch a game, and you're like, how did the not score? You know, like, wow, he's unbelievable. Um, but i don 't remember me thinking that about Pepe, but i could
0: could be yeah. Fair enough um stag actually one thing I wanted to touch on in the um you know in terms of the the players to build the, these wild card squads around yeah. um city defense um laporte's injury um has caught a lot of people maybe thinking that the city defense might mm-hmm. have difficulty keeping as many clean sheets. They haven't been the you know, they haven't done much in that regard so far in the season, but they could potentially take a bigger hit then with Laporte out. Um Zinchenko, there's Mendy's back um training and looking like you know he could potentially be competing against Zinchenko for minutes. Um, what's your thinking for wildcarders and maybe people who do own those players? Um, where would you be thinking they should be um, what do you think they should be doing with that?
1: I'm just not keen on the Manchester City defence, especially now with Laporte out. But even before that, I got rid of Ederson myself, partially to do with funding, but a lot to do with the fact that I just didn't have the confidence I had in them last season. Uh, Laporte, for sure, though, is the glue that brings that whole entire thing together. Um, Zinchenko great he's, he gets forward he creates more chances than most defenders certainly more than any other City defender but now his place is definitely going to be under threat to some extent like I've I've got him down actually as a, a trap for people that they could fall into with Mendy back I think he's going to play in the Champions League at some point Zinchenko will that is like City have four games in 10 days coming up that includes the Shakhtar away game on Wednesday night which is by far and away the toughest surely Pep would play the fit lad in that game and that be Zinchenko not Mendy so I just think that that bit of rotation is going to start becoming a factor for us and I just don't think that they're going to be anywhere near as cohesive as we've been used to so for me I think you can use that money better I think there are plenty of defenders at the kind of five to even 4.5 range who are delivering pretty decently and who should pick up as many points as your city defender and then you've got those city slots free to maybe triple up on city midfielders as you said or even fit in cone I think that's a far better way forward
2: Stagger, hope you're right, man. Because I have, if I do go ahead with my moves, I have five players playing at five thirty on Saturday. Three city and <laughs> three city attackers and two city, two Norwich attackers, and oh, I'm wow. really hoping for a six four. <laughs> 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 but I agree with you, by the way. I, I mean, if I do go ahead with my moves, it will be Zinchenko to go. It's a nice solid six, but uh, I find it more sexy to have a. a uh, an Aguero versus a defender from City, and like you said, there's other choices right now that are doing as well. Yeah, I mean, I see. I, listen, I'm 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 one of those guys that said at the beginning of the season, you will need a City defender, and and to be, they got 50% so far, two out of four. You know, nah, I I just think that defense can be got at, and now with Laporte going as well, uh, Ederson has a mistake in him. That definitely, the, you know, the way they play play the wing backs. Right, you, you know the, they they can be exposed and i think if you go at them and you don't it's just about getting the ball off them sounds sounds stupid right but it's about getting the ball off or having a chance but i think they i think they will concede more goals um, and i think if you're on wild card right now and you want to chase why not go maverick and go attacking and try and you know gamble on those aguero aguero fixtures and go all out yes. uh, t- attack on city the good thing about it is with Aguero, you can go anywhere after that. If you wanted to come down after the two fixtures and downgrade to bring money somewhere else and see who's who's available, brilliant option.
0: Yeah, and uh, one, one point too is that a lot of the budget um, defenders like Burnley, Villa, they all have very good fixtures coming up, so it's not a bad time to kind of be jumping, I guess, from from those Man City defenders. Um, they just don't. They haven't looked as dangerous like the Liverpool defenders as much as Robertson hasn't returned. He has looked dangerous in in each game. So, um, so it's definitely I think an option for wild carders. Um, like what
1: I would what I would point out, sorry Don, to cut across you, but like? what I would point out is that if I said to you that Nicholas Otamendi and John Stones were lining out for Wolves, you wouldn't think that Wolves were going to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. And I think just because it's Manchester, it's like we can see the obvious weaknesses in and stones as a pairing and as individuals. Compare that to, let's say, I don't know, Cody and Bali. I don't think the weaknesses are quite as obvious, hilariously. And so you have this situation where it's like you're hoping for teams to just take the chances that they actually get. As Myers said, have Norwich got those players? Yeah. Have Watford? Maybe not. Have Everton? Yeah. Have Wolves? Yeah. Have Crystal Palace? Yes. That's their next five games. I think that they're just maybe one, two clean sheets would be a good performance from that defense over the next five games. And I think there are better options out there.
0: Nice, nice work, Stag. Um, and we did touch a couple on a couple of those traps or those maybe short term punts. So um, is there any players, um, Marzi, come to you first, any players that you're seeing in a few of these wildcard drafts that we're seeing on Twitter that maybe you're going, I'm not sure they've done well in the first four weeks, but I'm not that confident in them long term.
2: To be honest, most wildcards I'm seeing are exactly are very very similar to each other. Um, so no, the, the, the straight answer is no. I don't see. Uh, I, I I don't think Halla is a trap. I don't think um, Mount or Abraham is a trap. I would want to see more before I go there. But I mean, you know why Halla is West Ham's main player, and and they are an attacking team, and they do have some good fixtures coming. Um, mm.
0: So, I, that's I fair. That's fair uh, enough. Yeah. I mean, I I I have to agree. Uh, like, I don't really see there's there's so much good value. Um, that you know, the as we said, we've got 4.5 and four million more four million defenders, 4.5 million um midfielders, and like five six million odd um forwards who are performing really well. So I don't really see any of them as traps at that price. Um what about yourself Stike? is there anyone that you're kind of seeing that you that you don't have a whole lot of hope for long term
1: Yeah I'm going to be a little bit renegade with this Mason Mount is definitely one um, yeah. what I like about Mason Mount is the fact that in a Chelsea attack that doesn't have like a distinct structure to it he kind of conjures up attacks or shots for himself and that the fact that he's actually having attempts is better than most you know Abraham might take over him though um, how does Mason Mount actually conjure up a, like shots and opportunities for himself by shooting from outside the box. So nine of his 14 shots have come from outside the box. He's fifth for shots in the whole Premier League, but he's something like 40th for XG from open play. Just to give you an idea of how low the percentage game that Mason Mount is playing. I I just don't think that bodes well going forward. I think a lot of the more defensive teams in the league, especially are very good at getting bodies between players and the goal. That's kind of how a lot of them defend. And I think Mason Mount is going to suffer with that. Um, another one is the Crystal Palace defence. Um, I've seen a lot of Crystal Palace defenders because they have the best defence in the league after four games. But just the fact that they've conceded twice and have two clean sheets doesn't necessarily mean that they actually have a good defence. And I think people should be a, a little bit more cautious with them.
0: the cheeky little shabby voice. And I, can, I can hear it there uh, when you go, they have the best team, the best defence in the league. <laughs>
2: after four yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not seeing enough of. Well, actually, there's one more player, I think, if I was to be very kind of like... Uh, which is uh, Onions or Ceballos. We've seen him play in one good game, the first game at Arsenal. And he was brilliant. I think it was against Burnley. And now a lot of people are jumping onto him. But there is some... OK, he's cheap at 5.7, brilliant. But I'll... this might sound controversial. I'd rather go Cantwell, save the million, spend it somewhere else... Um, because I you know, I can't see him right now I think he's more of a def- and Arsenal need him to be a defensive midfielder because they don't have one. I haven't seen enough for me. And he's and he's also like, I don't know, still being bedded in again. Embry loves to rotate these guys. For some strange reason he still plays Shaka. I think he's like us, you know he's like you know, you hopeful for, for to put a player that will you know, you know he can shoot and you're hoping for a goal and that's what Jaka does, and then he gives away a stupid penalty. Um, but what I'm not seeing enough is Vardy. People talk about him, but people are sidestepping him, and I don't understand why. The guy's so consistent. Leicester have, OK, a couple of tough fixtures, but then they have a nice one. They're creating chances. They are going for top four. And I mean that because I think they can see that they there's a gap there. There's You've got Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs... Um, Wait, who's the fourth? Oh, Chelsea, Arsenal, and Spurs, uh, and United. Sorry, <laughs> I nearly forgot about United. <laughs> <laughs> fighting, fighting for the well. Well, I saw I saw a discussion on Twitter between uh, Varun and FC he's, he's,
0: he's gone side. sidetracked here,
1: Steik. So yeah. I, I, I want. to let him go down this cul de sac. And who's
2: got? <laughs> and who's got the better team between United and Leicester? And oh, I just no. remember, and I just remember. <laughs> and I said all I said to Varun was. This is, the, this is what I used to tell myself to convince myself that Liverpool had a good team. So, you know, just be careful because you're listing players there that half of them would not get in any other team and the other half are kids that would not play for any other team in the Premier League and for United if they weren't at United already. So you just need to be careful. Anyway, back to the point. Um, you've got four teams fighting for two places and I think Leicester can see that. You know what? If we put a run together, we might be able to fight with these guys and maybe Everton will think the same. Why not? Everton are, have had a good start, roughly. Y- y- those four teams should beat less than Everton to, 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 to fight it out for third and fourth. But each one of them, as we saw last season, could just implode and 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 miss out. So, I don't see... It. Madison and Vardia are, are actually starting to, to click, and Leicester are starting to click. So, I think it's be You know, if you want to be a renegade on your wild card, if you want to be a bit different, then that's where you need to go. In my opinion, I can see why people are going, uh, if, you, if you don't have De Bruyne, you have to bring him in. But Vardy is kind of like that, between the budget and the premium, but allows you to still have a good midfield. Anyway, I, would I would also
1: consider Thielamans as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, I I prefer Madison to be honest. Uh, that if you have that half million, just because he's more involved. Um yeah,
1: absolutely. It's it's point seven between them at this point. It's six point four and seven point one. So oh, there he's is gone up. One has gone yeah, up. Yeah, Madison's yeah. Madison's gone up and Telemans Telemans has gone down. So there is there is an argument to bring him in. I think he's much more of a, you know, efficient player. If we're to go back to that word again, rather than Madison, who just creates a hell of a lot of chances.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, it's um th- that's good points. Um, of course, uh, they've all all them all that money has come off of um Aoz Perez, who um we all we all put picked the wrong Leicester midfielder at the start of the season, but we won't we won't dwell on that one. Um, folks, will we kick on to the listener questions? Um, sure. and uh, we got we got tons in this week. Um, thanks to um thanks to the Irishman on the show. That's not me. Um, so uh. We kick it off with comments from one of one of our listeners. It is Bikesh uh, Streth who answered our listener question. Shout out with, oh, finally, the excitement for the Premier League being back is finally here with this tweet. And I know that touched Marzi's heart. Um, it and, did. It and did. And I
2: also That's... promised Sam a special uh, message from
1: Stag. Oh, have I got to read something? Is this going to be like when those um you have those like terrorist videos that they send to the families where I have a newspaper <laughs> in my hand and I read no, something?
2: No, to be, to be honest, all you need to say is, hi, Sam, I'm Stag, and then
1: that's it. Stop. Stop. Hey, Stop. Sam, thanks for tuning in. Love, Stag. <laughs> 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 what do you want? <laughs> I
0: the, he went with the love. He was really <laughs> said, <laughs> <I'm> Stag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and Ignorant Player was also asking how are we supposed to survive another international break? I have a solution. I I have have a solution.
1: There is a solution for Ignorant Player, Don. And you know what it is. You You know what what it
0: is.
1: You have to support the boys in green.
0: (laughs) <laughs> look, <laughs> the, the, the end
1: is over of Martin O'Neill's dark era Where a 4-1 defeat to Wales actually flattered us We're now rebuilding towards Euro 2020 with a lot of impetus Like every game against a good team gives you a chance to celebrate moments Like when we cross the 200 pass per game barrier Or you get the joy of a late equaliser like we did against the Swiss just a few days ago And the Danes a few months previously And then even games against Minnows are fun Because we make them look really, really good Like Gibraltar, who had a 12th man, The Wind Uh, conspiring against us when we beat them 1-0 in Gibraltar and then we've got all these exciting under-21s coming through Troy Parrott Malumby Aaron Connolly and you get to look at like loads of players in loads of different divisions because you get to figure out where their granny is from you get to check their birth certs to see if they're eligible and we have an exciting new governing structure being brought into our national association so there's something for absolutely everybody with Ireland
0: and that that was uh, paid for by the FAI so thanks very much for (laughs) sponsoring the podcast with that one <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's 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 good to see them back. Um, a little bit of kind of um, a little bit of good spirit back because it was definitely gone there for a while.
1: Um, well, we be, yeah, what, like, we've got it all now.
0: Yeah, and I'm a bit worried now, um, Stig, that we're going to see some of these Troy Parrott for England calls as soon as he makes his debut for Spurs, of course. But uh, don't don't don't, don't yeah. no. <laughs> No, we, won't, no. we won't go there. We won't go there. Um, let's, let's kick on. Marzi, come to you first. Um, the first bunch of questions basically are to do with LFC potentially nearing their sell-by date. So Jimmy McEncheese, that's Cara at FBL, was, um, saying that he heard a few people talking about going without Sala or money since you might not want to captain either for a while. So thoughts on that. And FBL Booster was asking to be ahead of the curve or stay resilient on the old wave. Um, Spurs and Arsenal in, Liverpool players out. Um, so what, what's your thinking, Marzi? Um, Liverpool options for the next few weeks. I know Man City's fixtures look great, and we all do want to max up in our city, but what would you think about moving away from Liverpool for the next few weeks?
2: Well, they're smoking over there. I want some. Yeah. yeah. Share. Share the laugh. Puff, puff, pass. Um. Yeah, Um. no. So, I don't understand this. I'm not going to captain him, so I'm not going to bring him in. To be fair, I would rather have premium players and take their points and miss out on a double and just still have them in my team because most of them are probably owned by a lot of people. Like one in three will own Salah or, or KDB or Sterling, if not more right now. So, I don't understand this personally I don't get it. Uh I think you'll be living life on the edge. L- listen Liverpool and City Touchwood are the two best teams in the Premier League. So why would you want to sell their players? I understand there's some tough fixtures coming up, but I think all the those players have shown that they that they can deliver. They are fixture proof. Mm. So no I would not be selling now hey If you have double Liverpool defense and you want to downgrade one, there's nothing wrong with that to go somewhere else. And you have one defender. I I do think that Liverpool defense is is getting stronger now, Um, but I would not be going with that Asala or Amane. I'm not saying for me or anything like that. I think the midfielders you need to have. You need to have a defender and a midfielder from Liverpool.
0: Yeah, I think so too. In my opinion,
1: anyway.
0: Yeah. And they they pretty much are fixture proof, and it is kind of being a bit too cute. And while you can't have them all, I mean, I think no matter what you do with you know not having say uh, an expensive Arsenal attacker, not having an expensive Spurs attacker, um, they can be a little bit kind of nerve wracking when you're watching them games and you don't own Kane, and you know well he's high owned. But not having a Liverpool or a Man City either team, I I just wouldn't fancy it because the ownership, the what they can do on a weekly basis, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that to be um, to be an option at all. They're just Spurs and Arsenal. They're just too inconsistent. They don't have the you know they just don't have the returns and the consistency of of the Reds. Um, Stag, come to you on um we, we have touched on this quite a bit in um in previous pods, and that's to do with that um the big at the back um formation that a lot of our a lot of our um our Twitter compatriots um went for. Um FBL crate digger, John Smith Spurs was saying with clean sheets a rarity and lots of nice budget forwards emerging, is a return to three four three the way to go? Executive FBL was asking with six point five to eight million strikers looking better value than most premiums. Um, if you're on four or five at the back, would you stay in whole faith or move to a two or three forward system? And Thomas Bracken at Bracken T B was asking about sticking with that double Liverpool defense or downgrade one and move the cash forward. So we as I mentioned, we have talked about this a decent bit on previous pods, uh, but this is your first appearance of the season on the Stream Ego. So um what have the three past four game weeks told you about um the premium defensive options and um their long-term value?
1: Right. So ad- addressing Thomas Bracken first and his question about the Liverpool double defense. I think you can downgrade one for sure, move that cash forward. Just the nature of it is, is that I don't think that there's two of them performing at such a level that you need to have both if that makes sense. Like I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is a step above pretty much every other defender and then from there you're looking at just covering the clean sheets and hoping he doesn't attack too much and having at least that one Liverpool defender so fine, you can move that money forward then when you look across the rest of the defenders, for sure I don't think that the let's say 6.0 and up defenders are performing all that well, kind of the likes of even Pereira, Ricardo Pereira that is hasn't been hitting the form that he hit last season, so outside of Lucas Dean and Alexander-Arnold, you're kind of looking at all the five to six bracket and i think you could populate a pretty strong defense with between 4.5s up to 5.5s but then you're still looking at having one seven million defender and another six let's say that's pretty much what i've got and i could totally go with that as the way forward i we don't have super tight defenses this season so far why do i keep saying defenses by the way it's a very american way of saying it but we don't have super yeah it was, you've just there.
2: come back you've just come yeah. back from Dan, uh, from
1: uh I have, Big yeah Apple, I, I, spent, I spent the whole yeah. summer in the states yeah so maybe that's the one, Once that...
0: you don't start, like, um, drawing like, you know, um, so XG or something, and then just getting a little, um, a marker and just kind of expanding on it to kind of show heat maps or something like that, just showing, you know, he's further forward than the heat map shows Trump style of you know, the, you know, the, yeah, you yeah, see that yeah, yeah,
1: the marker. I get you. Yeah. The Alabama of the, he's in the penalty box. So Alabama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> but look, looking at it. I think 343 might be a step too far to answer that one question. I think there's definitely scope to having a four person defense, that being your Liverpool defender, your Lucas Dean, your Lundstrom, who's actually looking like (laughs) pretty essential, like hilariously. He was kind of this community gem who's totally come through. And then I think just the form defender, whoever that might be at the time. Right now, I don't think anybody actually screams at me. Perhaps a, another Everton defender like Yeri Mina or something would stand out as a good punt right now. And I think that really that fourth defender is a better use than, let's say, the third striker slot. I think you need to invest most of your money in midfield between your Salas, your Sterling, De Bruyne's, Maybe another punt if you want to avoid having a midfield with two players under 5.5. You're going to have to sacrifice the one striker slot, at least. I think, no matter what, I've done that effectively and had to sacrifice having a premium goalkeeper as well. There's just not enough money to have a premium defense and also have the essential midfielders that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, well, excellent points. Um, the that's that's what I did too. I think the double Liverpool uh, Robertson. I uh, with the with the price drop. Um, he definitely, I think a lot of people on wildcard will be looking at him because that little that little bit extra can make a difference. Absolutely. Um, and and those, man, those managers could well be will um, be rewarded. But as Mersey said, I do think Trent will be the the top the top defender in the game. And Mersey, moving on to Pookie and Barnes. we've t- discussed them quite a lot on previous podcasts. But of course, they've uh, they performed so well this season. But uh, Brian Stockport was asking, "Is the party over and has the train hit the buffers?" I wanted this one included particularly because, um, now I fully understand people having questions. Uh, you know, but but personally, I I don't see a problem with Pookie and Barnes. Yes, they didn't score in the previous game week, but that's what you're going to expect. Am I right? In in that in that kind of a price range of a forward, they're not going to score every single week. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm happy Absolutely. to ride that train and stay in that party you, for a bit longer. You,
2: you you're telling me if Pucky gets you one in two every if he scores every home game you won't be happy at that price? I would be. And he already scored away mm. anyway. The, the the goal against Liverpool was a bonus. Nobody expected that. So
0: you Least know, of all but, us.
2: well <laughs> You know, so and um no the the party's not over or the play and the plane is still there and, and Barnes, I mean, again. The guy is um, scoring uh, in every game apart from uh, against Liverpool. So no, it's a question to choose between them. Or we say? I think he's saying jump from part from the from the party to the train, right? Is that what he, I, is that is that what he's saying? Go from puki to Bonds.
1: I think he's For talking Paris. about like you've commuted to the party on the train. I think he's having both at the same time.
2: Okay, well, there's nothing wrong with that either. I think it's a, it's a, I can see why people are doing that. Barnes has the fixtures and puki has the form-ish, apart from one game and um, the percentage, you know, nearly 40% of teams have him. So
0: yeah. I think, it'd be, yeah, I think it'd be, it's one of those, it's just one of those knee jerk ones that if people, people will kind of sell very quickly you know, with these foreign players because they'll they'll start to expect the same as what we would expect from Aguero, but um the reality is is they're not that and you know the, we we just have to um rectify our uh, or sort out our expectations a little bit on that one. Um stag, um uh, Morpheus Fire was asking about Marcus Rashford, how long to persist and um he says also to tell Kylie to have a great time in Vegas. Um, I don't think Kylie has, uh, has gone to sleep yet. She's still on the, she's knocking, she's putting bottles of red to bed. Isn't that right, Mersey?
2: Oh, she is indeed.
0: Oh, yes. We have, we have to, we have to build up, mm. uh, Kylie's alcohol problem every time. On the podcast. <laughs> uh, Stag, what do you think on Marcus Rashford as a United fan? What have you been thinking of his performances? I got him in on my wild card, actually. And um, one, of, it was one of my biggest mistakes, him and, uh, Basaka. But uh, what what are you thinking on Rashford?
1: Yeah, you and me both. I think we both brought him in on our wild cards if I remember correctly. And I've already sold him since. Yeah, I've already sold him. I brought in Sebastian Alley instead uh, because I just didn't really believe in him anymore, uh, which kind of sounds a bit more dramatic than I wanted to be. I think there are just far better options amongst the strikers than what you've got from Rashford. If you think about let's say, 7.6 and under-ish, which is just helpful for filtration on the FPL side. You've got Jimenez, you've got Aller, Barnes, Abraham, Pukki. So you could play this wonderful game of, uh, I don't know, musical chairs between them if you wanted every week and just try and chase the fixtures. And I think you'd do pretty well from it if it didn't cost you so much in terms of transfers. Rashford, on the other hand, I think he's about as dependable as those strikers, but quite a bit more expensive. That United team do they look devoid of ideas? Is that a fair thing to say? I I think it is. They're definitely flat. And you kind of end up having the explosivity of somebody like uh, Daniel James coming in, actually making a difference for them or at least drawing them level at the moment. I just don't have the confidence in him. And even Garrett Southgate doesn't seem to anymore. Drop him to the bench for England in favour of having J- Jaden Sancho and Raheem Sterling up top instead. Like that's That's the point that Rashford is at now, that he's actually... In a funny crossroads for his whole career, he really needs to get scoring or make the wing his own, but it's it's not working. It's just not working. And so until it starts working on a more consistent basis, penalty messes up aside. side. I just can't see why you'd bring him in.
0: Yeah, no, 100 percent. And uh, with uh, with a lot of cheaper options out there, it's um it's a very easy move away from Rashford. Um, the FBL monkey was asking Marzi, um, why captain Sterling over Salah? So, um, we obviously the two players that a lot of people have as mainstays in their midfield, but, um, I personally am thinking like that Sterling, I might just perma captain Sterling for the rest of the season. And I don't think I'll go too far wrong with it. But, um, what's, what's your thinking on Sterling over Salah as a captain this game week, say?
2: Um, so naturally, I would say that the way Norwich have been defending, you and I can score against them. So I would want to captain a City player. The way Newcastle played at Spurs makes me think they will do the same at Liverpool. And then Liverpool, you know, it's lucky that Salah and Mane haven't gone on international break. They'll be fresh. Uh, I can see that again where maybe Bobby doesn't start if he comes back late and you start with, with your son. Um, and we need to break them down early because the longer the game goes on, the more they will get into the game. So I can see why. Now, here's where I'm not sure. Sterling played twice for England, the full, the full 90, I believe, in each game. Uh, he might have come off early in the first game. They also have an away game in Champions League after. It's just prior, like the prime pep roulette time which is what scares me. Um, But I do think, both options are good, by the way, but I think based on what we've seen so far, it makes sense to go with the Sterling versus that Norwich defence.
0: Yeah, good rationale. Thanks, Merzi. And FBL Rogue was asking Stag. Um, Marzi mentioned Mary Rom, but is Gwendozi a viable cheap midfield option? Um, and what's your thoughts on Dan James now that he's on form? Uh, one little thing I want to just add with Gwendozi, the you know, they, obviously at his price, he's um, he's 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 going to, and he does actually take quite a lot of shots. But um, I don't know. I always kind of am wary of going for those cheap. Um, midfielders from a premium team because they kind of can attempt a little bit too much to actually play them where um, where I just want to kind of have a 4.5 that I'm happy just to sit on my bench really if he's playing every week in, week out Yeah,
1: I, I really actually get your point with that, um, I think it's in a lot of ways it's easier to just have Cantwell for 0.2 more and go with it but that said, we'll answer the question anyway he is definitely a viable cheap midfield option, his discipline is better than your standard defensive midfielder he does have the odd shot he I think more pertinently from an attacking point of view he can actually create chances and I think that makes him more interesting than most is those killer through balls kind of like through defenses and over the top that he's quite good at I don't really think he's gonna you're not going to see him crossing and I don't think you're going to see him getting involved in the intricate one-twos and bursting into the box type thing but Definitely. Interesting option. Better than, let's say, Hoiberg last season at 4.5, who was kind of the go-to option. In terms of Dan James, I am thinking a lot more favourably about him after seeing him playing in the international break than I had been having seen him playing for United, just because I was afraid of his limited minutes. That said, if you put me into a room and made me decide between having Harry Wilson, for example, or Daniel James, I would go with Wilson, because I just think that he's going to play more consistently. I think he poses a bigger goal threat in the long term, whereas I think Dan James is going to be forced to kind of limit this cut inside thing. And it does seem to be... okay. Arian Robin made a career out of it, but we don't know if he can continue to score pretty much the same goal. I think we've seen three of them this season now, if you include international football, those cut insides and shoot, like it's it's spectacular. Um, But... Can it keep going? I'm not sure. And then there there are just so many good options at that six-ish mill midfield. That yeah, I think if you were chasing points, which I think a James transfer is, I think I would rather go for Wilson. I think even McGinn is better, even though he's well covered by a lot of people. Uh, I wouldn't. I would. I would take James over Mason Mount though.
0: Oh. No, I, your, your, um, Stag, I'm finding, and Marzi, I think you'll agree with this. I'm Finding his, his, um, lack of confidence in United, kind of a bit sad. Stag, we, we feel yeah, like, yeah, I want to get the violin. Be, out. Yeah, no, I, I feel like giving him a big hug, like, you know, well, I, like
1: at the end of the day, it's never a good sign when you have like, you know, United are meant to be a team that is in a battle for first. That's you know the in the mind's eye. That's what United are but now Verona is having battles with people about whether they're better or not than
0: Leicester. <laughs> you know, like,
1: I uh, thought that says enough. If Verona's that's, done
0: that, then Jesus, you're in a yeah, bad way.
1: Yeah, you know, but like, exactly, if is doing it, but you know, you do, you know what I'm getting at. I think we would have had this thing with Liverpool three or four seasons ago. It's like, will Liverpool be beaten by Everton this yeah. season? And you kind of went, oh, I'm not sure, they might. Um, and th- yeah, yeah, that's where United are. It's and all, it's all and then yeah. uh, the fact of the matter is, like, okay, Leicester next. Leicester are actually a very good team defensively. Siung Su, by the way, is a very good defensive pick. If people are trying to fill in their gaps. Um, and then the rest of you know, his fixers are Okay, West Ham is good. Arsenal, ugh. Newcastle, ugh. Liverpool, even worse again. So it's it's just not plum. There are better options.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, your your um your feelings on Mount will be definitely. You're definitely nailing your uh, colors to the mast on that one. Um, but I and I but I do understand where you're coming from, and I don't mean you're not saying in any negative way about him because I think he does look like a good player. Mm-hmm. But he's uh, but you know he's. I think I want to see a little bit more from him, and especially when they do get those midfield reinforcements back, I want to see what way it works then.
1: Yeah, um, I, just, I just don't think that there's any identity to, Chelsea, to Chelsea's attack right now, basically, yeah. and so he's just relying on just pot shots effectively. The old Barkley Sh-
0: thing. When Show comes back, it'll be interesting to see where he actually plays. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to definitely see. Um, and never never mind, uh, what's, the, what's the name of the other guy who's, um, who's also to come back to the other Chelsea mid? Loftus, uh, Loftus Cheek. Cheek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um The Marzi um, FBL's Latan was asking, how do you like your steak? So um, an excellent FBL question there for you.
2: Definitely medium rare. Closer to the rare than, than the medium.
0: Yeah, medium rare, prime, once a week at the most and with plenty of pepper sauce sauce
2: uh, I'm a mushroom sauce man garlic mushroom
0: sauce
1: yeah. yeah are you covering up covering up your inability to cook what's no, wrong with
0: it's, you it's, what are you talking about man exactly. pepper sauce lovely bit of
1: steak yeah season it
0: properly and savor it for what it is guys no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's the biggest disagreement we've had of the night, so we'll move on from it, okay? <laughs> uh, Jamie Dodd um, Stag was asking us. J D Suker, was asking if Kylie decides to stay in Vegas after winning big and goes on to live a, a lavish, high roller lifestyle who from the community would you get into a placer or would you just change the tr- to two amigos? Well, I shouldn't re really ask this one of you stag, but Marzi, I think we just have to say stag, wouldn't we? Since he's on the show. I tonight. don't know. After
2: the, cu- the, the getting to know you episode, we just had out one Lyn.
0: <laughs> I
2: think, I think she would ruffle some feathers and put some people in their place. Yeah. Perfect replacement for Kylie, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah. Kylie, if you're listening, you're number one. We miss you. We love you. Come back, please.
1: I'd also question, by the way, Jamie's implying that being a host on the Three Amigos is in no way compatible with living a lavish high roller lifestyle. Do you not take any offence to yeah. that, guys?
0: Well, we're we are down, we're down in the gutter. We we know we... <laughs> it's kind of the niche we've gone for stag. <laughs> <laughs> she starts getting too posh, then she won't fit in around here. But no, we will be able to replace Kylie. We'll never be able to replace her. But uh, folks, that's uh, all we got time for on our listener questions. And thanks a million to everyone who sent them in. Uh, we'll move on um, to Don. Game.
2: Don, what about uh, what about Jeff's question? <laughs> Jeff's special question. <laughs> don't uh, oh. You don't want what? it? Okay, yeah. you don't want it. She doesn't want it. Tom. Does she
0: want to ask the question? <laughs> no. no?
2: Zaina Z- <laughs> said no. Zena said no. Okay. Um, yeah, if uh, you want to uh, leave a gap and then uh, we'll.
0: Oh we will not leave any want gap. To- I want I want to show so it's all good um, random question from Jeff at FBL underscore thunder um, Stag if your voice had hypnotic effects how would you use it
1: I'd make everyone sell Mason Mount <laughs>
0: so you could buy him in a lower price yeah, actually yeah that's what I'll
1: do I'll, everyone buy Danny Sabaya so I can sell him at a higher price that's what I'll do <laughs> Yeah, I, I... Can use <laughs> What what do you yeah. mean
2: what do you mean if Stag had hypnotic
0: voice? Oh here we go. <laughs> you can pretty much tell us to do Anton, isn't that right, Mars? Um, sorry, hey,
1: sorry, I hope I'm not like a Q tip to your ears, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll have to tune into the getting to know you episode that will bounce out maybe at the weekend, um at the at the deadline. Find out what exactly we are talking about with those ears.
1: Yeah, so at me on Twitter once you realise what I've just said.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh what about yourself, Marzi? What would you do if your voice had hypnotic effects?
2: Just never pay for anything again. We'll get everything free. I don't know. Can't think Please. of
0: the You just you, all the stuff you thought about was just your FBL um fortunes, whereas Marzi's thinking about how we can make this work financially. I'm uh, I'm leaning down his side as well. I think maybe just <laughs> be able to say to your boss when you arrive in at 11 o'clock in the morning and just say, I am on time, and that's all you could say, and just and just basically roll, just come into work whenever you want, and nobody say anything to you. That's potentially what I would use it for. But um, thanks, Jeff, for your random question of the week. Uh, let's move on now to our game week plans, our captain pick, and our punt of the week. So um, come to you, uh, come to you first, Marzia. Um, what would be your plans? Um, have you taken? Are you taking a hit this week as well? Um, and who is looking like being your captain and your punt of the week? So
2: straight after the London derby and after Aguero, show, I was convinced that I'm going bye bye Kane, hello Man Crush, um, and just got all attack, all out attack on City. I'm not going to say that international football or him or Kane playing against Bulgaria and Kosovo, with all respect to both teams, Kosovo gave England a good game today. Uh, Suede kind of wants to make me change my mind, but when you see a player starting to pick up and go on form, you think, right? Do I really want to sell a player that is scoring? And then I keep coming back to the fact that I prefer to have Aguero, so I think I'm going to go and do it. So I am getting Aguero for Kane, which means Zinchenko will go, and yes, I'm taking a hit. Because I don't really care. Every time I've taken a hit so far this year, I was, so I got a, I took a hit to bring in KDB, um, and it worked. And then I took a hit to bring in Q uh, plus Kane, and that worked. So, whatever. But, uh, the, the hits are working, so I don't really care. If I want to play, I'll go and get him. Obviously, you know, it's like... The, the reason I'm overthinking it a little bit, maybe, because I'm thinking, right, if I don't have a good captain Sterling, if Sterling can deliver... It's like, But too much, I want Aguero So I think I'm going to do it And I will captain Aguero Because I think he's a safer option By the way than Sterling This, this, this week if you have both Just because he did not play in the international that's, that's the main reason I think both are just as good as each other By the way um, uh, With, with um, potential scoring wise And it would not put me off If I didn't have him to captain Sterling Because he blanked last game week like, what's, what, what's that all about? Mm. Doesn't matter
0: yeah, the uh, I, I'm all my hits this season. Uh, but I've taken two hits, and they haven't worked out either week. And my wildcard didn't work out either. So, bad. Uh, <laughs> did you, did
1: a, your uh, game week one team work? <laughs>
0: it, it, but it, 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 like it did. It wasn't it, too bad. It, it, it's the smart Alec response to you, style, but it was better than your week one.
2: only because you couldn't say that to me. <laughs>
0: well, couldn't well, couldn't it, say to Kylie yeah. either.
1: She's smashing everyone,
0: it, isn't she? It went swiftly downhill from there.
2: She, yeah. So I had the the best start out of the three, but then she.
0: All right, there, Mars. We yes, don't. We don't. You don't need to rehash your fucking successes here, okay? We've All we've right, had enough, Jesus. enough. We've had enough of them now, Mars. Touchy. Touchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So what's your move? What's your plans? Well, I'm. De- I'm. Uh, I've already done a so um I brought in Trent and Barnes for Rashford and Wambasaka for a hit that, so I'm That's, I'm that's Harvey
1: Barnes of course the inform Leicester midfielder.
0: Uh, <laughs> Harvey Barnes yeah 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 not a knock Barnes train. But yeah no I'm happy with them. Trent didn't like uh, it was one of my big my wild card, my main mistakes was getting in um tr- double united to add Marshall, um who promptly got injured. Um, taking out Alexander Arnold um, was definitely up there though because uh, yeah I, I I hate watching leaves he's like a midfielder he is literally a midfielder um, and um, and with the Liverpool Liverpool pretty much can get a clean sheet against anyone they can score against anyone so um, yeah he's back in for that Sterling will be my captain though. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it'd be between actually De Bruyne, the form he's in. Um, it, um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how long it becomes before he becomes a very viable captain pick. Um, because obviously the, the old mantra with De Bruyne has always been, you know, he's the reason he can't be, uh, um, a comparable to Sterling or Aguero and people's teams is he's very hard to captain, but, um, but with the form he's in. It won't be long before that starts happening. And um, what about yourself, Stig? And um, what's your game week plans? And give us your your captain pick of the week.
1: Uh, captain pick: Sterling, playing it safe. Um, the De Bruyne thing does definitely come into my mind, but no. And then I just just can't face it. I'm just too far behind. I just can't have a big mess up where Sterling goes mental and De Bruyne gets twenty points less than a Sterling captain. It's just I just can't let that happen. Uh, Looking across the rest of my team, I haven't made any transfers. I have 1.4 million in the bank and space to do something, but I don't think I will. I want two free transfers to do some greater surgery on my squad, I think. I need to fix this Adrian in goal problem and I need to get Trent in. So I think I'm just going to wait a week so that I can kind of do some surgery to make that happen. Because I, I feel like... Right now, not having Trent Alexander-Arnold in my team, I have Van Dyke, is the scariest thing about every game week. Kane is an issue. I don't have Harry Kane. I don't have Aguero, but I have the other two City attackers. Kane, I can live without. Um, I think if penalties were eliminated from the game, we wouldn't be anywhere near as worried about him. That said, they are playing Palace, who are have flattered have whose results, as I said earlier, flatter them a little bit so far. <laughs> so best thing, yeah. It's, so so Stan, yeah
2: Would you would you say if I had Kane I shouldn't be selling Kane for Aguero?
1: This is the thing It's very hard to sell him Isn't it? I just wouldn't buy him uh, Helpful answer I know But you've already got Which city attackers Mars?
2: KDB and Sterling
1: See this is the thing like,
2: Yeah I know I know, I, know. Like,
1: that, like, I, I don't think I don't think the city ship Is going to sink against North. No. I don't think they're not going to score Three no. <laughs> and that says you're probably going to get more points because I don't think that Spurs are going to score three against Palace
2: that's the thing isn't it I, just, I, I think what excites me more and you know it's, the funny thing is at the beginning of the season that's just for people in case they're thinking the same which is spread your bets that's what I did at the beginning of the season instead of hitting Kane I went Boomerang and Mora. it worked the first two games especially with the lucky goal from Mora uh, against uh, City mm-hmm. and then my plan was always to switch back to Kane and that didn't work because Boomerang assisted Kane blanked, whatever. But, you know, over the two games, it, it was okay. But, um, if I had stayed with Boomerang, it probably would have worked a little bit better. So, mm-hmm. now it's like, do I give Kane more chance? And don't get me wrong, their fixtures look good. It's just something about Spurs not adding up at the moment. Could be, I could be wrong, they could do it. But if I remember last season, they played Palace and he didn't... Well, I had him in the wild card and they played Palace and I think he didn't even score. I could be wrong anyway. it's It's, it's irrelevant because... You know, a penalty, which is not beyond the realms of possibility,
1: and he's he he he's in the points. But
2: um, yeah, let's see. I think I'm doing it anyway.
1: So, but, do you yeah. know what, Mars? I've I've a, I've a thought for you here. How you you like cricket, don't you, Mars?
2: I no, I wouldn't say I like cricket, but I've yeah.
0: Okay. You tweets the second thing. Stag anyway.
2: It's just the ashes, man. I only tweet about the ashes.
1: Fair enough. You you've enough you've enough knowledge of it to keep going with yes. this. Yes. Does in FPL terms does the batsman who goes out and you know just carefully plays to get their ones and their twos win or does someone who goes for boundaries actually Oh win?
2: absolutely boundaries man And
1: where is it What is the boundary and so if you want to yeah. be the Ben Stokes of game week 5 you've got to bring him in
2: See this is why like. this is why this man came onto the pod yeah to give me some relatable mm. uh, learn listen and learn don listen and learn <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, um,
2: yeah. But you know one thing for you about that I I agree with you on T on Trent. So far, I've also got Van Dyke, and he's only three behind. But I agree with you that I'm scared every time I'm watching. It's terrifying. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a must because I do think Van Dyke will continue to deliver uh, the odd goal here and there. So, but the I do think, techniques. yeah. If I, I do think if I'm on wildcard definitely, and maybe like you, if if uh, if I had the money and there was nowhere else that I want to do, you like the rest of your team, then absolutely, I think a move from Van Dyke to Trent makes sense. I just I don't think it, it, I don't think the move is a must. I do think Trent is a must if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Well, getting Trent in probably is a must, but I think I do think that um, that Van Dyke. By the season end, his points, the amount he'll be behind, um, Trent, you might, it might be pretty much value for money with the, you know, with the price difference, but. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, but he won't have the explosive weeks. But I think he has a clean sheet wise. I think you know, but Trent is just with with on corners and free kicks and stuff of like that. He's going to um, he's going to rack up them assists again this and season. He's
1: just he just doesn't get any of the he doesn't have any of the minus points if that makes sense from a BAPS point of view. So unless Liverpool mm-hmm. don't score all that much, and you know a one nil win Van Dijk is going to get bonus points all day long ahead of Trent. But if Liverpool win, Liverpool win 3 or 4 nil, there's been so many chances created that Trent is just going to edge ahead of him and he will probably have picked up an assist somewhere along the way as well and edge out Van Dijk. And so it's just, I don't think we're going to see Liverpool win many games 1 or 2 nil this season. They just don't seem like that type of team anymore. And that's where that's where I get worried about the Van Dijk versus Trent difference that I think over the course of a season, Van Dijk will be very fortunate to be a 200 points player again. Whereas I think Trent is a shoe-in and could hit 220, 230.
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Um, no, no, Stag,
0: Stag, it's been an absolute pleasure again uh, having you on the pod. Thanks, million for coming on with us.
1: Thanks very much, guys. Absolute pleasure. Cheers,
0: yep. dude. Uh, that's all we. That's all we got time for on tonight's show. We have been Mars. You can find at Mars05 on Twitter. Kylie, who um, is away in Vegas, but of course you can still find her at Kylie FBL and make sure to let her know what she missed. Uh, myself, you can find at the Marble Curse, and Stag, who you can find, of course, at FBL Stag. Thanks a million for listening and your continued support. Good luck in Game Week 5. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. Some three brave amigos are weak. Let me go.